Today is the 2nd of October 2019. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together. If I'm slightly more husky and a bit deeper than normal, I do apologize. It's the dreaded lurgy that's going around and me and the family are all suffering from it at the moment. So appreciate your prayers, please. And if you're joining us for the first time, let me explain that each episode follows a really simple pattern of prayer, scripture and music. And having explained how it all works, let's start today's leg of walking the way with our opening prayers. So let's pray, shall we? Father God, who gives to those who ask, provide for each of us in your own way, a special gift to be used for your glory and the good of our neighbours. O God, who reveals to those who seek, show us this day what gifts these are and how they may be used, O God. Father, who opens the door to those who knock, help us to step forward now in your gracious presence knowing that we each and all are blessed with something special to share. One more thing, Lord. Stir us up so we don't become too self-satisfied and forget to keep asking, seeking and knocking. We pray all this in the name of the one who asks for the voiceless, who seeks out the lost, who stands at the door and knocks. Come in, Lord Jesus. Amen. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's Bible readings, we read about King Hezekiah rededicating the temple. And we continue with Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. We'll see you on the other side.
Let's ask God to speak to us through the scriptures this morning. Father, open our eyes and our hearts and our minds to the things you would have us hear, see, listen and do as we open up the scriptures this morning. Speak to us in a loud, clear voice. Make it plain what your wishes for us are. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And our Bible readings all this week are from the God's Word translation. We begin with 2 Chronicles 29. Hezekiah began to rule as king when he was 25 years old. He ruled for 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother was Abijah, daughter of Zechariah. He did what the Lord considered right as his ancestor David had done. In the first month of his first year as king, he opened the doors of the Lord's temple and repaired them. He brought the priests and the Levites together in the square on the east side of the temple. He said to them, Listen to me, Levites. Perform the ceremonies to make the temple of the Lord God of your ancestors holy. Remove anything that has been corrupted from the holy place. Our ancestors were unfaithful and did what the Lord our God considered evil. They deserted him. They turned away from the Lord's tent and turned their backs on him. They also shut the doors of the temple's entrance hall, extinguished the lamps, and didn't burn incense or sacrifice burnt offerings in the holy place to the God of Israel. So the Lord was angry with Judah and Jerusalem. He made them something that shocks and terrifies people and that people ridicule as you can see with your own eyes. Our fathers were killed in battle and our sons, daughters and wives are prisoners because of this. Now I intend to make a pledge to the Lord God of Israel so that he may turn his burning anger away from us. Don't be negligent, my sons. The Lord has chosen you to stand in front of him, serve him, be his servants and burn sacrifices. So the Levites started to work. From Kohath's descendants were Mahath, son of Amasai, and Joel, son of Azariah. From Merari's descendants were Kish, son of Abdi, and Azariah, son of Jehelal. From Gershon's descendants were Joah, son of Zimmah, and Eden, son of Joah. From Eliphaz's descendants were Shimri and Jael. From Asaph's descendants were Zechariah and Mataniah. From Heman's descendants were Jehiel and Shemiah. From Jeduthun's descendants were Shemiah and Uziel. These men gathered their relatives and performed the ceremonies to make themselves holy. Then they obeyed the king's order from the Lord's word and entered the temple to make it clean. The priests entered the Lord's temple to make it clean. They carried into the courtyard every unclean thing that they found in the Lord's temple. Then the Levites took the unclean items outside the city to the Kidron Brook. They started on the first day of the first month. On the eighth day they went into the Lord's entrance hall, and for eight days they performed the ceremonies to make the Lord's temple holy. They finished on the sixteenth day of the first month. Then they went to King Hezekiah. They said to him, We have made all the Lord's temple clean. This includes the altar for burnt offerings, all its utensils, the table for the rows of bread and all its utensils, and all the utensils King Ahaz refused to use during his reign when he was unfaithful. We have restored them and made them holy. They are in front of the Lord's altar. Early in the morning, Hezekiah gathered all the leaders of the city and went to the Lord's temple. They bought seven bulls, seven rams, seven lambs, and seven male goats as an offering for sin for the kingdom, the holy place, 
and Judah. Hezekiah told the priests Aaron's descendants to sacrifice the animals on the Lord's altar. So they slaughtered the bulls, and the priests sprinkled the blood on the altar. Then they slaughtered the rams, and sprinkled the blood on the altar. After that they slaughtered the lambs, and sprinkled the blood on the altar. Then they brought the male goats for the offering for sin, in front of the king in the assembly, who laid their hands on them. The priests slaughtered the goats, and made their blood an offering for sin at the altar, to make peace with the Lord for Israel. The king had said that the burnt offerings and offerings for sin should be for all Israel. He had the Levites stand in the Lord's temple with cymbals, harps, and lyres, as David the king's seer Gad and the prophet Nathan had ordered. This command came from the Lord through his prophets. The Levites stood with David's instruments, and the priests had trumpets. Then Hezekiah ordered the sacrificing of burnt offerings on the altar. When the burnt offering started, the songs the Lord started. These songs were accompanied by trumpets and the instruments of King David of Israel. The whole assembly bowed with their faces touching the ground. Singers began to sing, and the trumpets blew until the burnt offering was finished. When the burnt offering was finished, the king and everyone who was with them kneeled and bowed down. Then King Hezekiah and the leaders told the Levites to praise the Lord with the words of David and the seer Asaph. They joyfully sang praises, bowed down and worshipped. Hezekiah said, You have dedicated your lives to the Lord. Come, bring sacrifices and thank offerings to the Lord's temple. The assembly brought sacrifices and thank offerings and everyone who was willing brought burnt offerings. The burnt offerings brought by the assembly totaled seventy bulls, a hundred rams, and two hundred lambs. All of these were burnt offerings to the Lord. The animals dedicated as holy sacrifices were six hundred bulls and three thousand sheep. But the priests needed help to skin all the burnt offerings, so their relatives, the Levites, helped them until the work was completed, and the priests could make themselves holy. The Levites were more diligent in making themselves holy than the priests were. There were many burnt offerings in addition to the fat of the fellowship offerings and wine offerings that accompanied the burnt offerings. So the worship in the Lord's temple was re-established. Hezekiah and all the people were overjoyed because of what God had done for the people. Everything had happened so quickly. Hezekiah sent a message to all Israel and Judah and wrote letters to the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh. He invited them to come to the Lord's temple in Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover of the Lord God of Israel. The king, his officials, and the whole assembly in Jerusalem decided to celebrate the Passover in the second month. They couldn't celebrate it at the regular time, because not enough priests had performed the ceremonies to make themselves holy, and the people hadn't gathered in Jerusalem. The king and the whole assembly considered their plan to be the right thing to do, so they decided to send an announcement throughout Israel from Beersheba to Dan. They summoned everyone to come to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover of the Lord God of Israel. These people had not celebrated it in large numbers as the written instructions said they should. Messengers took letters from the king and his officials throughout Israel and Judah. The king's order said, Israelites, return to the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel. Then he will return the few of you who have escaped from the power of the kings of Assyria. Don't be like your ancestors and your relatives who are unfaithful to the Lord God of their ancestors. He made them something that shocks people as you have seen. Don't be impossible to deal with like your ancestors. Reach out for the Lord. Come to his holy place that he made holy forever. 
Serve the Lord your God, and he will turn his burning anger away from you. When you return to the Lord, your relatives and children will find compassion from those who captured them. They will return to this land. The Lord your God is merciful and compassionate. He will not turn his face away from you if you return to him. So the messengers went from city to city in the territories of Ephraim and Manasseh, as far as Zebulun. But the people ridiculed them. However, some people from Asher, Manasseh and Zebulun humbled themselves and came to Jerusalem. Also, God guided the people of Judah so that they were united to carry out the command which the king and the leaders gave from the Lord's word. Many people gathered in Jerusalem to celebrate the festival of unleavened bread in the second month. They formed a large assembly. Then the people got rid of the idols' altars in Jerusalem. They got rid of all the altars for incense by dumping them in the Kidron Valley. They slaughtered the Passover lamb on the fourteenth day of the second month. The priests and Levites were ashamed, so they performed the ceremonies to make themselves holy. Then they brought burnt offerings to the Lord's temple. They stood in their regular places, as instructed by Moses' teachings. Moses was a man of God. The priests sprinkled the blood they received from the Levites. Many of the people in the assembly had not made themselves holy. So the Levites had to kill the Passover lambs for all who weren't clean and couldn't make their lambs holy for the Lord. Many people from Ephraim, Manasseh, Issachar and Zebulun had not made themselves clean. So they ate the Passover but not in the way the written instructions said they should. Hezekiah prayed for them. May the good Lord forgive those who have their hearts set on dedicating their lives to serving God. May the Lord God of their ancestors do this for those who are not clean as required for the holy place. The Lord listened to Hezekiah and healed the people. So the Israelites in Jerusalem celebrated the festival of unleavened bread for seven days with great joy. Each day the Levites and priests praised the Lord in song. They played the Lord's instruments loudly. Hezekiah spoke encouraging words to all the Levites who had the skills to serve the Lord. They ate the festival meals for seven days, sacrificed fellowship offerings, and confessed their sins to the Lord God of their ancestors. Then the whole assembly decided to celebrate the festival for seven more days, so they joyfully celebrated for seven more days. King Hezekiah of Judah provided a thousand bulls, and 7,000 sheep as sacrifices for the assembly. The leaders provided a 1,000 bulls and 10,000 sheep for the assembly. So a large number of priests were able to perform the ceremonies to make themselves holy. The whole assembly from Judah, the priests, the Levites, the whole assembly from Israel, the foreigners who came from Israel and those who lived in Judah rejoiced. The city of Jerusalem was filled with joy. Nothing like this had happened in Jerusalem since the days of King Solomon of Israel. Then the Levitical priests blessed the people. Their voices were heard and their prayers went to God's holy place in heaven. When this was over, all the Israelites who were there went to the cities in Judah. They crushed the sacred stones, cut down the poles dedicated to the goddess Asherah, and tore down the illegal places of worship and the altars throughout Judah, Benjamin, Ephraim and Manasseh. The Israelites destroyed all these things. Then all the Israelites returned to their own cities. Each person went to their own property. Hezekiah assigned the priests and the Levites to divisions. 
each priest or Levite was put in a division based on the service he performed, sacrificing burnt offerings, sacrificing fellowship offerings, serving, giving thanks, or praising within the gates of the Lord's camp. He set aside part of the king's property for burnt offerings, the morning and evening offerings, burnt offerings on the weekly days of rest, holy days, the new moon festivals, and the annual festivals as it is written in the Lord's teachings. He told the people living in Jerusalem to give the priests and Levites the portions they were due so that they could devote themselves to the Lord's teachings. As soon as the word spread, the Israelites brought plenty of offerings from the first of their produce, grain, new wine, fresh olive oil, honey, and every crop from the fields. They bought large quantities, a tenth of everything. The people of Israel and Judah who were living in the cities of Judah bought a tenth of their cattle and sheep, and a tenth of the holy things they dedicated to the Lord their God. They piled these holy things in heaps. In the third month they started piling them up, and in the seventh month they finished. When Hezekiah and the leaders saw the heaps, they praised the Lord and his people Israel. Hezekiah asked the priests and the Levites about the heaps. The chief priest Azariah from Zadok's family said, Since the people started to bring the offerings to the Lord's temple, we have all we wanted to eat and plenty to spare. The Lord has blessed his people and there's a lot left over. Then Hezekiah told them to prepare storerooms in the Lord's temple. After they had prepared them, they faithfully brought in the contributions, the offerings of one-tenth of the crops and the gifts dedicated to God. The Levite, Cananiah, was in charge of these things, and his brother Shammai was his assistant. King Hezekiah and Azariah, who was in charge of God's temple, appointed Jehiel, Azaziah, Nahath, Asahel, Jeremoth, Jozabad, Eliel, Ishmachiah, Mahath, and Benaiah to serve under Conaniah and his brother Shemei. Korah, son of Imna the Levite, was the gatekeeper at East Gate and had to take care of the freewill offerings made to God. His responsibility was to distribute the offerings made to the Lord and the holy gifts dedicated to God. Eden, Maniamim, Jeshiah, Shemaiah, Amariah, and Shechaniah served under him in the cities belonging to the priests. They were to distribute the offerings faithfully to all their relatives, young and old, by their divisions. They were appointed to distribute them to males who were at least three years old. The way they were enrolled in the genealogical records did not matter. The six men who served under Korah were to distribute the offerings to everyone who went to the Lord's temple to perform the daily service that each division was responsible for. They were to distribute offerings to the priests who were enrolled by families and to the Levites who were at least 20 years old. Distribution was based on the way they served in their divisions. The priests and Levites were enrolled with their wives, sons and daughters, and other people who depended on them, the whole community. The priests and the Levites had to be faithful in keeping themselves holy for the holy work. Men were appointed to give a portion of the offerings to all the males in the priestly families, and to everyone listed in the genealogy of the Levites. These men were Aaron's descendants, priests who lived in the pasture lands of every Levite city. This is what Hezekiah did throughout Judah. He did what was good and right and true to the Lord his God. Hezekiah incorporated Moses' teachings and commands and to worship and dedicated his life to serving God. Whatever he did for the worship in God's temple, he did wholeheartedly and he succeeded.
2 Corinthians 3. Do we have to show you our qualifications again? Do we, like some people, need letters that recommend us to you or letters from you that recommend us to others? You are our letter of recommendation written in our hearts that everyone knows and reads. It's clear that you are Christ's letter, written as a result of our ministry. You are a letter written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God. A letter written not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Christ gives us confidence about you and God's presence. By ourselves we are not qualified in any way to claim that we can do anything. Rather, God makes us qualified. He has also qualified us to be ministers of a new promise, a spiritual promise, not a written one. Clearly, what was written brings death, but the Spirit brings life. The ministry that brought death was inscribed on stone. Yet it came with such glory that the people of Israel couldn't look on Moses' face. His face was shining with glory, even though that glory was fading. Won't the ministry that brings the Spirit have even more glory? If the ministry that brings punishment has glory, then the ministry that brings God's approval has an overwhelming glory. In fact, the ministry that brings punishment lost its glory because of the superior glory of the other ministry. If that former ministry faded away despite its glory, how much more does that ministry which remains continue to be glorious? Since we have confidence in the new promise, we speak very boldly. We are not like Moses. He kept covering his face with a veil. He didn't want the people of Israel to see the glory fading away. However, their minds became closed. In fact, to this day, the same veil is still there when they read the Old Testament. It isn't removed because only Christ can remove it. Yet even today, when they read the books of Moses, a veil covers their mind. But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. This Lord is the Spirit. Wherever the Lord's Spirit is, there there is freedom. As all of us reflect the Lord's glory with faces that are not covered with veils, we are being changed into His image with ever-increasing glory. This comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Psalm 70 For the choir director, by David, to be kept in mind. Come quickly to rescue me, O God. Come quickly to help me, O Lord. Let those who seek my life be confused and put to shame. Let those who want my downfall be turned back and disgraced. Let those who say, Aha! Aha! be turned back because of their own shame. Let all who seek you rejoice and be glad because of you. Let those who love your salvation continually say, God is great. But I am oppressed and needy. O God, come to me quickly. You are my help and my saviour. O Lord, do not delay. We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that may just have caught our attention. And then after the music, we're going to pray.
Before we say our prayers for today, just a reminder that if you'd like us to pray with you, then drop us a line through the usual channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or email. If you check the show notes, there are links in all the show notes. Click those, they'll take you to wherever you need to go. Personal prayer request, please. We've recently adopted two children. They've been with us for a while, but we're still struggling to find a rhythm and a kind of a routine. So I'd appreciate your prayers for us and for the two children that we adopted. Let's pray, shall we? Dear Father in heaven, in the world we are full of fear, but in you we have your peace. We pray that your Spirit will give us the joy of your heavenly kingdom and the strength to live in your service. Today, Lord, remember those who suffer pain, who still have to walk paths of fear and distress. Grant them help to the glory of your name. May we be united in hope and in expectation of what you will give through your great goodness and faithfulness. Amen. And we continue with some of the prayers written by John Birch. How can we praise you in life's ordinary moments? Bus, car or train? Pedestrian moments at home and employment? With all those distractions, how can we praise you? How can we praise you when time is so precious? Appointments and targets distracting our focus. Muddying waters made clean for your purpose. How can we praise you, Lord? How can we praise you through all of our actions? A smile, a greeting, a shoulder to lean on, a word in due season, love and compassion in all situations. And we say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.